0: To another episode of Mark My Words. Don't forget the colon. So, on today's episode, I am joined by some of my course mates at university. Uh, this is going to be a really good episode because obviously I've been on my year abroad and I started this podcast on my year abroad, but it's interesting to hear some perspectives of other people. And I know I've been very lucky this past year. But there are some who have had very varied uh, experiences, and I'm very glad to be joined by the wonderful Emma, Beth, and Max today. Hello, guys. Hi. Hello. How are you all doing?
1: Yeah, good. I'm all right. Yeah, lovely. Yeah, good. It's all good. Thank you.
2: So I'm studying French and politics. I always had the expectation that uh, to myself that I'd come back to Paris because I used to live here when I was very, when I was quite young. So, but I felt like my time was cut short. So for me. I knew that I was going to come back, to um, spend my year abroad here um, and spend the whole year in Paris. Luckily, I've been very fortunate enough to come and complete my work placement here. And I've been here since mid-August and I'm absolutely loving it.
0: Fab. Thank you very much, guys. So as Max has sort of um, said there, those original plans have been somewhat messed up um, to a certain extent, whether that be the implementation of visas, you know the elephant in the room is that that b word has been a bit of a b word um (laughs) and thank you i've been thinking about i've been thinking about that punchline for a while now (laughs) you're
2: so proud that you've managed to use it i can
0: (laughs) i have not seen people outside of my family for a while so (laughs) give me a break (laughs) um but yeah so There's the visas, there's the original plans, like when flights are happening, then there's the cost of insurance, and then there's the cost of COVID tests. And it makes everything seem just a little bit more expensive than we planned for. Um, So why don't we start off with, how did you guys feel about going uh, for a year abroad before it became so much more difficult? Were you guys looking forward to it, worried about it? How did you guys feel?
2: So I thought... Are we talking pre-COVID
0: or post-COVID? Um, Pre-COVID, so when you were in first year and people would say things like, when you go on your go abroad, you will. Um, how did you feel hearing that? Oh. Was it like a, a panic or was it, I cannot wait?
2: It was a slight panic, I won't lie, because it was a huge shock um, coming to university. A whole different life change for me, personally. Um, I had made so many new friends, you know, started... You know, it's almost like you started from scratch. I'd say, so to feel that had been that was going to be taken away inverted commas um, in the middle was a bit of a shock, and I was actually quite scared. You know, what am I going to do when I come back to X? So who's going to be there? Um, how, I'm going, how am I going to get through it? But at the same time. It's really exciting. I was really excited because, you know, you start, you continue your development, personal development and also professional development. So I was excited, but also scared in both ways.
0: Thank you. How are you, Beth?
3: Uh, yeah, I felt similar. I'm similar to Max um, in that I was obviously really looking forward to it and, you know, the opportunity to live abroad and study abroad and like meet all these new people was so exciting. But also at the same time, you know, coming to university is stress enough as it is and then having to like relocate is a whole other thing um and again the idea that I'd come back and um you know all my friends would have graduated I would sort of I, I sort of imagined that I'd be on my own but obviously now I know that won't be the case um but yeah so I'd say super excited but also like always I remember in first year just being like a low level sort of bubbling worry like oh my gosh I'm gonna have to do this in a few years
1: mm-hmm, mm-hmm
0: go on Emma complete the set for us
3: um well I suppose
1: for me I was always really really scared for my year abroad um mainly because like I would be going somewhere absolutely completely different to anywhere that I'd ever been before doing a language or like speaking a language that I'd only been studying for you know two years and it's a language like Mm -hmm. so incredibly different from like from like French or English so like you know if you're kind of speaking French you can maybe try and like fumble your way through it with like anglicisms can't really do that with with mandarin with chinese and um and yeah just like being so far away I was always so so nervous mainly from a language perspective more than anything um like it it got to a point I remember um in the summer where I was so nervous that I was actually having like some breakdowns about it and I was like I was actually speaking to um, like a kind of like a life coach at the time. And that was one thing that I kept bringing up repeatedly saying like, you know, I genuinely don't think that I'm ready for this year abroad. Like after studying for two years, I don't think I'm ready. I think that I'm just going to be too panicked to say anything to to the locals. I mean, obviously I was excited for it as well. because like it's what i had been leading up to for my whole like university career, like even before then like I kind of always knew that I would be studying languages. So obviously this was going to be like part of the course. So, um, yeah, I, I think for me, the fear kind of trumps the excitement a little bit in mm-hmm. all honesty. So, but yeah, I, I was still excited. I was just absolutely terrified.
0: It just it was trumped by anxiety. Well, thank you very much for sharing that. Cause I know that you could have very easily kept that to yourself, but thank you for sharing that. Um, well, that's interesting because I know that my experience was that being, I mean, I'm i am far too independent for humanity. So I was very excited to go on a year abroad and kind of um, escape the country and go and see whatever is out there in Russia. Um, spoiler alert, I study Russian. Um, but I, I appreciate what you're saying because I also felt like in first year, you make so many good friends, you're stuck with people in the same place. Well, I shouldn't say stuck with, but it's really, you know, Freshers is such a good event and then you have to know that they're going to have time together without you and that's going to become a normal. So when lockdown hit and everyone was sort of you know scurrying to their different corners of the country and the world in some cases um, when people were feeling out of touch with others how did you guys feel knowing that even if the world cleared up you didn't get that sort of last goodbye before heading off a new year abroad?
3: I well personally I sort of As soon as lockdown started I sort of just assumed that my uh, year abroad wouldn't go ahead and because of just the crazy logistics of it all and I was kind of sort of secretly pleased about that and ended up in the summer being like I really don't want to do this I wish I really want to stay in Exeter another year see all my friends half of whom who are graduating this year and who I won't get to say goodbye to otherwise um so I certainly um really didn't want to lose that time which I felt that I already lost with the loss of third term and second year with my friends.
0: Fab stuff so thank you very much for joining me today Um, I put a little message out into the uh, modern languages group chat for our year group and I got very much pied so that was that was somewhat hurtful (laughs) but thank you to you guys for uh, taking me up on the offer I appreciate it greatly um so how about you guys start off with um, what your courses and what your expectation for your year abroad was when you applied? So like where you thought you might go, what your initial ideas were. Who wants to start? I can go. Go for it.
3: Um, so I'm studying German. And um, my plan was always to you know, take my year abroad in Germany. Um, and when the applications came, I applied to go to Würzburg which is in Bavaria, in the middle of Germany, just like a small city, Um, you know, and I was hoping to like travel around Germany as much as possible and like Europe and sort of beyond um, and just, you know, improve languages and stuff.
0: Uh, Who wants to go next?
3: Uh,
1: I'll go, I guess. Um, So um, in first year I was doing like post A-level French and then I took up uh, beginner's Mandarin or Chinese. Um, and I always knew from the beginning that I would have to go to China for my whole year um, for visa reasons Um, so I knew that I would be studying somewhere in China and I originally applied to go to um, Fudan University in Shanghai. Um, Well I suppose for me like the majority of my friends are course mates, the majority of my friends are language students so I kind of knew that you know when i come back in fourth year the vast majority i'd say probably like 90% of my friends are still going to be there which was really comforting for me but obviously like one of one of my closest friends does like a typical 3 year degree so like i think we were all quite nervous to say goodbye to her and i remember like she was my housemate in mm-hmm. second year so when lockdown hit and i was the first of my housemates to go home um it felt really i i you know I was really devastated to leave her to be honest like she she was like my uni wife in a, <laughs> in oh. a sense, um so like yeah, I really didn't want to leave her, but like she only lives in Cornwall, so I kind of knew that like if I really do miss her she 's just like she 's not very far away, mm-hmm. and um we, me and my friends all tried to like bully her to do like a panic masters so that she could stay around <laughs> for an extra year um
0: did it work though that's the important question she
1: is considering it now at the minute to be honest ah, so go, Emma, i'm go. hoping there's hope on I'm the horizon but <laughs> like, if you're listening to this wife yeah. please do your panic masters <laughs> i really miss you
0: <laughs> yeah hmm so on that note, Max, how do you feel that um, in the run-up to you go abroad, as Beth says, we were all sort of panicking that they wouldn't go ahead. How do you feel communication was from, for one, your host placement um, and your university in Exeter? How do you think communication was with how the updates? So
2: were? <clears throat> going back to the previous question as well, I was really happy to go abroad, but um, in terms of communication from my <clears throat> from my host work placement so i'm working at the british council not as a teacher but with the um, country director on sort of franco-british government relations um so that's a government agency and so because it's a uk government agency i wasn't sure whether it was actually going to go ahead at all because you know coronavirus they cut funding drastically and or even because of brexit it's even worse so i was i was very unsure whether it was going to go ahead but luckily they kept um, the communicate communication up Um, I mean I had the placement all done and sorted and signed off um, in November 2019 but it was only within the first week first no so I came here two weeks earlier than um, planned because of the whole pandemic Um, so I left work Um, they weren't very happy with me coming abroad at all and I said well are you going to stop me from having an opportunity of a lifetime no so I said so i said just approve the bloody placement they did but it took a whole lot of heckling um because they weren't very happy that i traveled out i'm like well i'm not gonna just stop a work placement because a bloody rona am i so yeah it just uh, (laughs) it just it just took ages it just took ages but bless them the university have been quite good i do that Mm -hmm.
0: yeah so um beth i didn't quite catch did you say that you had managed to get out to germany or not
3: Yes, I did. I came out here in October and I've been here ever since. Um, In terms of the communication, I feel like I don't quite know what happened. I think I sort of fell off a list somewhere. So I didn't hear back from my German university until June. And obviously, I was told in February they would be coming here by Exeter. So I sort of, you know, was minding my own business and then suddenly thought, hold on, I'm meant to be going abroad in a couple of months. Um, So (laughs) it was a bit of a, a rushed and stressful process on my end. Um, but I did manage to come out here in October and um, have been quite well supported by my university here. Can't say I've heard much from Exeter but I mean I imagine that they are just so busy and overwhelmed Um, and as my placement has gone relatively smoothly and in terms of being able to come out here I haven't suffered too much from not hearing too much from them.
0: Okay. And so, Emma, hearing all this, knowing that you should have been in China battling the locals and ordering taxis, as you say, (laughs) um, what strikes you about their stories? Do you feel jealousy or how do you feel?
1: Well, um, I have to say, like, throughout your guys' stories of, like, communication with your placement and with Exeter, it's just kind of... (laughs) um, Let's just say I could go on and on about how disappointed I am um, with Exeter at the minute Um, it's with things with my placement I've been on a bit of a roller coaster with it so I knew I think I got an email from Fudan University in around June saying look we're cancelling first term completely Um, So, like, no in-person teaching, no online teaching. It's just completely cancelled with closing the university. Um, So I kind of had time to, you know, adjust and think, Okay, I don't know what's going to happen, but at least I know. Um, But I kind of had to deal with, you know, like I said, all of my friends are language students. So I've had to see some of my closest friends, like, go off to Spain, go off to Germany, go off to France. And I'm so, so happy for them. And I'm so happy for you guys that you've managed to get out. Like, you know, Mm -hmm. um, but there is there is just that little that little niggling thing. Just like I should be out as well, but I'm not. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm.
0: if you could have that conversation with the the version of you who was really worrying about the year abroad, do you think that? the conversation would be something along the lines of, well, I've worried about it this long. I may as well have actually gotten out
1: there. Yeah, I, I'd say that. Um, and also, like, you know, even if you are worried about going out and if you could go out at all, there's no point in worrying about it. It's going to happen. You're going to make mistakes, um, you know. And honestly, the main thing that you have to worry about at the minute is what Exeter is going to do about it. Because, you know, I kind of want to put my two cents in mm. on my communication with my host and my, absolutely, you know, and ex to university. And to be fair to Fudan, even though they've they cancelled first term, they let me know really early on. And um, I think mm. I was also told in November of last year that they were cancelling, um, you know, their year abroad placements for term two as well. So. You know they they let us know as soon as they could but I don't think Exeter was as on the ball with all of this compared to Fudan and I I understand and I fully give them credit that this is an unprecedented time I've heard that term so many times and I'm sick of it but it is <laughs> Um and I'm sorry I, I'm probably <laughs> please stop me because I'm going to go on for ages <laughs>
0: Well, let me let me direct you then with a question. So when you say that the University of Exeter has not been Mm. as on the ball, um, do you feel, well, I mean, this is a very closed question, but um, how do you feel the University of Exeter's priority has been with the year abroad and the university systems in general?
1: They've handled this so incredibly poorly. And it's so obvious to me that, you know, my professors, my lecturers, my teachers, they care about me and my experience. They want me to go abroad. They want me to learn as much as I can. But the higher-ups, the people in admin, and even the outbound team, in my opinion, do not care if I go abroad or not. That's become abundantly clear to me at this Mm -hmm. point, is I'm not an individual to them. I am a number in a massive machine. And I just Mm -hmm. I feel so completely let down. I don't... (laughs) I don't think that they care about my university experience in any way. They just want—they want my mm-hmm. nine thousand two hundred and fifty pounds this year, and that's about it. Um, like
0: I've—and mm. what what do you think? It specifically um, really sealed that opinion. Uh, the for fact
1: you? that in term one, um, I was offered three hours a week of Chinese tuition. That was it. I was offered three hours a week of Chinese tuition when I'm meant to be fully immersed in a different country, in a different culture, with a different language. And I voiced my opinions to the Outbound bounty. I have voiced my opinions to the head of the modern languages department. And it's just kind of been thrown back in my face, saying, like, this is as much as we can offer. And they've also said, like, we can sign you up to a massive online open course, which was just a generic language course, nothing really to do with Chinese. Um, I got to do a culture module, which I can't fault them for. I really enjoyed that culture module because it wasn't ran by the app team. <laughs> um, and they also, <laughs> they also said, um, we're going to give you peer activities that you can do with your other classmates. That never happened. Um, and obviously you can sign up for the uh, tandem language scheme which you know i did and we probably met up twice before never speaking again <laughs> um which again that's more on me yeah. and the people in my tandem but like i just that it just made me think they they don't really yeah. care they just want to put something in and let us get on with it and me and the other people who are meant to go to Fudan, we reached out again this like a few weeks ago saying like you know we've got friends who have had tuition from other Chinese universities and some of them have been like o- over term one they've got 250 hours of contact time we got 50 how is that meant to be any form of you know um, similarity how mm-hmm. is that like quality teaching how are we meant to cope in year four and he just kind of rebuffed us saying like you're not meant to compare. You're all individuals. You all did prep work outside of that. And it just, it's, it's really made me think you really don't care. You just want to get us off your back. Mm-hmm. But yeah.
0: Well, thank you, Emma, because I feel like you're sort of really explaining exactly what the frustration is. Yeah. You're doing a very great job. Sorry for this. kind of going off on
1: one. So This has been very pent up
3: for a absolutely while. Absolutely <laughs>
0: not. This is, this is it
3: must be but that's the exact
0: That's the exact
2: point of having a podcast. I'm sorry, Emma, that's absolutely shambolic from Uh the university. To compare 50 hours of tuition to 200, a year abroad is when you're supposed to be immersed and it's supposed to be intense language learning. Mm -hmm. The fact that they haven't replaced that or even offered for you to go into, like, year four lessons, you know, considering they're online, even in the languages classes, even just for an extra hour, a few extra hours a
0: week, it's just a load of (laughs) um Maybe cut that. <laughs> right, well, <laughs> so Beth, hearing um, Emma's experience, how? what have the struggles that you've experienced in your year abroad been? Say, I mean, you start your term in October, for example.
3: Yes, well, um, it's been a really, really interesting time. Um, for me, the biggest struggle was, I mean, I made this decision myself, was that I decided not to go home back to England for Christmas um, due to just the logistics of it, wanting to make sure that my family remained safe and healthy, Um, cost was definitely a big part of it as well, and the fact that in Germany we only have a two-week long Christmas break, and so we combine that with various different quarantines and all of that, it was just going to be nonsensical. Um, And so, you know, to to not be able to see my family for Christmas, which, you know, is really important to me, was very difficult. Um, And... Thanks to, obviously, thanks to Corona and the fact that everything, all my classes are online, it's also been really difficult to meet people. Um, I live in sort of the the German equivalent of halls at the moment, but regardless, it's been really difficult to meet people. I genuinely feel like only the past couple of weeks, or to be honest, past week, have I actually, you know, finally made some good connections, made some good friendships. which I'm super, super grateful for. And I'm really, really happy about that. But it just, it's really, it's, there's a lot of friction between um, making meeting people and making friends. Um, and I
0: think... How do you think, sorry, how do you think know, Brexit sorry. has affected your experience so far?
3: I've actually been quite fortunate so far that it hasn't had a massive impact because I arrived in Germany before the end of the year, the cut-off point. I was able to apply for... Um, Residence, a residence permit in which I got that, that you now is the super easy 10-minute meeting at the City Hall Um so I now have a residency document which means that I can Pretty much come and go between Germany and England as I please more or less without having to apply for visas As far as I'm aware that may be completely wrong. I may they may stop me at the border next time I go But that's to the best of my knowledge the case um, It probably will mean that travel becomes a bit more expensive um, and maybe a little bit more time-consuming um, but in terms of the effect it's had on my day to day life and my studies, it's not very much, which I think it, I'm very lucky.
0: Mm-hmm. And so, Max, as you say, you were worrying about your placement, and the communication was relatively mm-hmm. not great. Um, what do you think surprised you as a positive? during this past few months. So
2: positive is, you know, the work experience that I've managed to gain in networking here has been absolutely incredible. They've work have completely dived me at like literally I'm at the deep end every single day, but I love it because it's all part of that building process. So in sense I am grateful that Xtern has allowed me to come out here, but um at the same time it's quite I'm is quite poor. They just need to improve on some of their so-called
0: standards, I'll say. Thank you. Um, so rounding up this interview, then, uh, obviously, you've had a very mixed bag of experiences. Um, I know my frustrations with the year abroad was mostly, as uh, Max says, I had to really, you know, kick and scream to get out there. And even because I had to apply for a visa as well. Yeah. So for me, the difficulty was, you know, one of my documents I needed from Exeter and I was not necessarily given it. I had to then sort of go a roundabout way to getting it. I was then sat in a visa office, and I had um, I had a wonderful, wonderful worker at the visa centre tell me that I needed a HIV test, and at that point I knew that I did not. And then I had to ask her to phone the London office um after she said to me by the way have you checked the website can you read that point out for me please and it said that i needed a HIV test but i knew that i did not um and so then as i say she rang the london office and said um they'll be back to us in an hour but don't think that i don't know how to do my job um well then an hour later the london office rang back and said that um
1: I don't know how to do a job <laughs> um, <laughs>
0: <laughs> so um I think that one is uh Mark I allnell and, <laughs> um, and, and and to quote the wonderful, wonderful lady at the visa Center, she said it's my lucky day <laughs> <laughs> um and the law has now changed, just like I've got to put it up the law has changed again where I do need a HP certificate, and I have it, but um My little sweet revenge is I'm going to sit there when she asks for my documents, I'm going to hand them over except the HIV certificate so that she has to Ah, ask for it again. I
3: love it. Oh, Oh, you are horrible. (laughs) Round two with Olga.
0: I mean, you might call that horrible. I call that justice.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I can just imagine you grinning like a Jessica. Oh, yes.
0: Jeez oh yes and the best part is i'm gonna have a face mask on and she's gonna be able to look right in my eyes and ask for a hiv certificate and when she starts saying no you do need one i've checked i'd be like okay no, i just is. i
1: want you to like keep <laughs> like making that point of, like are you sure i need one because i you know i i don't think i do and then when she does yeah. just be like oh yeah here it is i've had it all we've along we've been here it's before okay. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah <laughs> i just want to see you swim all oh, <laughs> will Yeah. So that was, that's been my frustration, but um, I found the communication on my side, it's actually been very good from outbound. I wonder if there's been a different person um, allocated to different subjects because I've been in communication with Steve Bassett and he has been so on the ball with everything. I've heard from friends who do different languages that they've had very lacking communication. So I think, unfortunately, it's a very much mixed bag and we're all going to go into year having had very different experiences and potentially very different abilities. So I would like to open the floor to you guys. How do you feel now, feeling about your year abroad and then going into final year? Um, And more importantly, how do you think your personal development and your growth has improved or been damaged by Um, this experience? I really
2: do believe that we will go... Um, into final year those who have been fortunate enough to go abroad in really good stead I just feel so sorry for the people that haven't been able to and been and feel let down um I mean to be quite honest when I've given feedback to the department they've been really on the ball and trying to improve it so um to be fair to Mm. Mr Adam Watt he he does listen so um he does listen so Yeah, but I mean, I think we will go into final year, you know, hugely with a huge growth. Um, I mean, yes, it will be really difficult for those who haven't been um, abroad. And again, I'm sorry, it's just it's just so frustrating, especially with uh, Corona going around. Um, But hopefully it will be a different situation in September. I mean, people will have plenty of stories to tell, and it will be brilliant uh, to hear those in like oral classes, or even just having a coffee on campus, if that's even bloody allowed in September. let's just hope. Um, but let's uh, let I think <laughs> let's just take the positives, um, because it will coronavirus, the so-called C disease, has um, made us grow so much, and we've had to adapt uh, to really difficult times. So yeah, yeah, I'm looking, I'm looking forward to finally. It's going to be positive, I think.
3: Yeah, I think I agree with Max in that I sort of feel like those of us, again, who have been lucky enough to go abroad, uh, or even those who haven't, just like, you know, fighting to get whatever they can. I feel like, you know, now we can say we did our year abroad or tried to do our year abroad in the middle of a huge pandemic, in the middle of Brexit, with all of this going on, and have been dealing with, you know, all these administrative issues, dealing with loneliness, dealing with being away from our friends and our family, dealing with all of this stuff. I feel like we're gonna come back next year, not only with better language skills, hopefully, um, but like just sort of this, you know, knowing that we're able to do this, I think is just gonna be so encouraging for the future. And, you know, if we can do this, like what else, what else, what else can they throw at us after all of this that we can't deal with? Mm
0: -hmm. And Emma, before you answer, I also wanna say, the fact that you got so irate about this topic, that's that's a real you know what's the phrase it's a feather in your cap considering how worried you were about the year abroad and the fact that you're fighting so wow. hard to get out there it's a credit to you
1: well thank you so very how much. do you feel about um, it all now you know obviously like, i'm i think you know you guys can tell i've put my hair up i've gotten very hot and angry <laughs> i started shaking at one point i'm pretty sure so i'm not quite over it yet i don't know if i will be this year um But again, I think because of this, I have a slightly more cynical view than maybe like Beth or Max does. Um, But I think it's because like in my Chinese class, there's like very few of us. There's less than 20 people doing Chinese in our year. And, you know, we've all had very different experiences of quality of teaching. So we're all going to be at so different, like such a different level when previously in the last two years, we've all been at the same level so I think it's going to be very um it's it's going to be different I suppose so like again I'm I'm very nervous about how fourth year is going to go in terms of like how my level is going to be compared to everyone else's um but come February actually I just want to point this out before like I know I've given the outbound team a lot of a a bit of a hard time in this podcast like um in February I am going to be taking online lessons from a different Chinese university where I'll be getting around 15 hours per week Um, and up until and up until that point Exeter has upped the um contact time from three hours a week to six hours a week which is how much which is how much I got last year so like you know what um, I'm giving them something here and these lessons are working a lot better than last term so I'm going to mm. give them that um, and I've managed to find my own placement in China in not in China in in Paris <laughs> very different place um, and that was on my own <laughs> I did this all on my own so that makes me really happy and I'm very mm. proud of myself for that. For you.
0: Yeah and round of applause to
1: Emma. You. <laughs> yeah absolutely.
0: Um, yeah thank you very much for that um, I'm very glad that you managed to kick and scream <laughs> your way you. to getting that placement um, and the extra hours because again thank I would say you deserve oh. it Of mm-hmm. everyone like you really do deserve it uh, well thank you very much everyone for um, coming on to the podcast and speak with me today um, I can't wait to get dragged on twitter by someone from the university this is gonna be my first cancellation you know oh, I start this, I, no 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 thank you I mean I can't wait like I feel like until I get past on
1: Twitter... <laughs> Are you an influencer them. if you've not got like trending I mean, I on Twitter? This... Hashtag Mark Evans is over party. Oh, it <laughs> podcast is over. Thank you very much. Thank
0: you. Oh, and did you not hear that Instagram page is Mark. My words podcast and you can find my podcast on all platforms. So Mark- seamless. Colon- I loved that. My words. <laughs> Thank you. Mm-hmm. This is why when I, like, I'm trying to send off applications to um, apt- internships this summer, um, also we can speak about this off camera as well because I've found so many good tips mm. and tricks, um, I've been putting in my podcast and being like, I do <laughs> marketing, branding, I'm across multi platforms and mediums and all that kind of stuff. If anyone <laughs> believes me, I'll be shocked, <laughs> but it makes me feel good.
3: No,
1: you are
0: doing that. It's
2: all
3: true. Thank you. Thank you <laughs> not me and Mac.
1: We're so, not welcome
2: uh, back. Uh, sorry. Yeah, we're never welcome back.
1: I went off for too long.
0: <laughs> uh, you did not go off for too long. You went off it and it was brilliant. So thank you. As I say, thank you very, very, very much for joining me. Um, yeah, this has been a great episode. And uh, hopefully we'll have a reunion in a couple of months time. Maybe even in final year where we can sit at it in my host. My host. That's not a word. <laughs> in my final year house and we can have another episode yes. together and we can recap and hopefully by that point we will have all had a fantastic experience abroad and uh, hope yeah, so. hopefully that happens thank,
1: thank you, you. yeah thank, thank you so much for us. having me thank you very much
0: match. guys I hope you enjoyed that episode but i can promise you it was not even close to as entertaining as it was for me to edit that and know what max ended up actually saying so thank you very much to everyone for joining me in that episode uh emma max and beth are obviously fantastic guests and hopefully someday in the future as i say we will have that reunion and give an update on the situation at the moment but uh thank you very much for listening to this episode and until the next time thanks